We are Crossroads Grace Church. Our purpose is to lead people to discover Jesus and follow Him fully. This week's message is taught by our teaching pastor, Brian Hunt. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are challenged and encouraged by this week's message. Well, again, welcome to Crossroads. Uh, My name is Brian. I'm the lead pastor here. And so whether you're joining us here or joining us online, middle of the week, we want to welcome you and your family. Thank you for uh, taking some time to join us here at Crossroads. And you should know that our mission is very, very straightforward. We want to let people and allow people to discover Jesus and follow him fully. That is our mission. So if there's anything that we can do to help you do that, that is what we we exist to do. So we're grateful that you're with us here today. Uh, Now, you know that it's it's this time of year, though, right? It is this time of year. That's right. It is eggnog time of year. You know, right? Eggnog. We got my moose mug and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eggnog. So how many people here in the room um, uh, do not like eggnog? Anybody not like the eggnog? Right? Okay, all right. Uh, how many people um, are nasty and like eggnog? How many nasty people in the room? Right, right? Woo! Can we just be honest? This is the nastiest thing on God's green earth, right? This is, woo! Can we just be straight? This is made with raw eggs and you serve it at room temperature, okay? This is a bacteria-like hotbed right here, just waiting for it to happen. And and, and I can't even look at it anymore. Y'all gotta come and take this because this smells like a, like a yak stomach. I don't even know what that is. Like, ooh, right, you know? But, but, but eggnog's one of those things. It's, it's a seasonal thing. You know, it, one, a couple months out of the year, and then the other 10 months it goes to curdle or whatever it does, you know, on its own. And it never goes bad like a fruitcake. You just pull it out. It's the same kind of thing. But it's a seasonal thing. Christmas time, eggnog and everything. And, and we've kind of come to that time. That's when Christmas is kind of all about. We, we dust off all kinds of different things in the season of awe and wonder. Again, if you think about a Christmas, we open up fake trees and we have our old ornaments and our Christmas glasses that we've had forever. The same wreaths that hang on the door, we bring those out. And after we get, do all that, we sing the same songs, we, we watch the same movies, we have the same traditions, you eat the same food every year. Am I right? Like Anybody know what I'm talking about? Same thing every year. And, and the reality is, is that that's what we do when it comes to Christmas. But as I was thinking about it, Christmas is really the the only holiday that really tries to combine the old with the new. Again, let's think about it for a second. We want old songs, old decorations, and old traditions. At the exact same time, we want the newest brand, newest model, and newest toy, right? It's the most schizophrenic holiday of all time. You know, that's what we say. We want the new and the old because I want it. That's what we say. That's what Christmas seems to be about. We go through the Christmas tradition and the motion of it every year. So what would happen if we did the same thing with, with the Christmas story? Like, what would happen with that? I mean, we, we could see this story and we could dust it off just like we do with our Christmas trees and our Christmas wreaths because we, we treat the Christmas story much like the, the Christmas movies that we've seen a million times over and over. I mean, we know how the movie ends and so we play it in the background of our lives while we make dinner or we wrap presents because we know all the characters We know all of their lines. We know all the action scenes that happen in the story. But when we do that to the Christmas story, we run the risk that it could fall victim to going through the motions of what God did in the middle of the story when He sent Jesus as a baby to this earth. 
Guys, this wasn't Bruce Willis in Die Hard kind of stuff here, okay? This was Jesus, the Son of God, coming to earth to save us from our eternal sin and our separation from God. And that should make you want to say, yippee ki Merry Christmas, right? <laughs> right, right. Bunch of people with their brains are going in a little different spot. That's okay, right? Right, we should be that excited. But what if we actually took the time to go beyond the ritual of the story and we dove deeper and deeper into the lives that were in this familiar narrative? And better yet, what if we dissected just one life? What if we looked at the Christmas story through the eyes of one of the main characters that could shine a new light on this whole story? I just believe that we might see the Savior come into a brilliant light if we were able to look at it through the eyes of his mother, Mary. Which is why we're calling this Mary's Christmas. And we're going to be in a bunch of different spots here during the series, especially in today, in different spots in the Bible. But today, specifically, we'll be in Luke chapter 1 and in Numbers chapter 5. Luke 1 and Numbers chapter 5. So if you want to open up your Bibles or your Crossroads Grace apps, you could do that, or they'll be on the screens for you too. And, and I know that when we start to talk about going into Christmas and talking about it through the eyes of Mary, it could be a slippery slope, you might think, for evangelical Christians. Because there's no secret that the Catholic Church has venerated Mary to one of their highest levels. So to be clear, this series is not about deconstructing the Catholic view of Mary, nor is it to elevate Mary beyond the, her rightful position in the Christological narrative. No, this series is simply going to say, what would it be like to see the story of Christmas through the eyes of Mary. Gosh, what, was, what, what could she have felt? What was going through her mind? How would it affect her personally and emotionally and spiritually? What, what would it be like to see Jesus through the eyes of his mother? But more importantly, what can we learn as people in 2019 from this young, young teenage girl? And I believe as we do this, that this will take this story from something of routine and ritual, and it'll actually give us a renewed and revigorated look at it in our life today. Because see, we forget that Christmas story, the Christmas story is a time where God brings the old and the new together. He does. He takes our old life, and He brings us face to face with this new life that's offered through Jesus. And through the eyes of Mary, we get to see how amazing this new life really is as how it affected her. So again, if you have your Bibles here today, we're going to be in Luke chapter 1. Let's dust off this old story and read it in a new way. Look in verse 26. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's